Welcome to Just a Tip. Ladies and gentlemen, let me start by introducing your host. That's me, D, also known as Vitamin Double E. And joining me here today is Jack. Thanks for being here, Jack. Thank you for having me. So Jack is uh, has been introduced to me through an old friend of mine. And Jack is someone who once considered himself as asexual but now isn't so sure. He's uh, he has a slowly growing sense of himself as a man, and perhaps as a result of all this, he's now training as a psychologist. So I'm very honored to have invited Jack to talk to me today about the subject of asexuality, alpha versus beta male. And we're also gonna be talking about circumcision because this um, podcast, this community, just a tip, is focused also on penises and penis positivity. And so we're going to look at circumcision in relation to penis positivity and its cultural, yeah, cultural, religious connotations around mm. that. Yeah, well, that came up because you may not know this, but I am circumcised. I was recently circumcised. Okay, I didn't know the- that see the shock on your face <laughs> uh so i it, so i had something called uh i believe it's called phimosis which is where the foreskin the diameter of the foreskin is too small mm-hmm. for it to be pleasurable having sex or you know making full use of your johnson mm-hmm. um so I finally got around to having this uh treatment this intervention would have been better at a younger age, but you know, you can't rewrite your whole life. And yeah, it was a success. It worked. It looks a bit odd. Congratulations. Sure there's lots to get into there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So I quickly looked into circumcision. I went to WebMD to see what they say about circumcision on WebMD. Um, and what I found was that, yeah, they, they also talked about this uh, medical and health reasons, especially in older boys and men to treat phimosis, which you just talked about. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, at some, there's one question on WebMD that says, is circumcision necessary? So in that section, they're talking about phimosis. And yeah. of course, that that is a necessary kind of, yeah, necessary, as you said, that you get to express its like full yeah. potential as a penis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, in the end of the last paragraph, uh, they say, this is still about, is circumcision necessary? They say other factors such as your culture, religion, and personal preference will also be involved in your decision about circumcision. So this kind of like struck me in a way because this is talking, we're talking about a genital, well, you know, circumcision is also called genital mutilation. And uh, so to have religious and social reasons behind genital mutilation makes me wonder what do you think is the the meaning like 
it's so meaning. culturally behind uh, for this to have social or cultural or religious backing. Mm. Oh, geez, I don't know. That's a big question. Maybe it's just a clear, a clear marker of your your belonging to that religion or culture. It's sort of a, a stamp on your on your body there from a very young age. Um, Do you think that say, has implications on your sexuality yeah what would it uh, what would it say about your sexuality maybe that it's unclean in its natural form the foreskin if left there is unclean so there may be some guilt around sex implicated in the whole practice i'm just guessing here um i'd say i'd say as well though in the case of male circumcision it's less about control, as it fairly clearly is in the case of female genital mutilation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it robs the woman of much of her pleasure. Um, it, it it can be a form of control. You know, essentially, as I understand it, the vagina is sewn up and can't be can't be used for for sex. So it's clearer there. Um, there's social control less so in the case of men I'd say do you think there could be like an underlying you know a thread in this in this cultural phenomenon of male genital mutilation if we call it like that mm-hmm. but it's so commonplace that you as a man you say it's less bad for a man to have his foreskin cut um, of course, as you said, that it takes yeah. away, they, as far as I know it, with female mutilation, they cut the clitoris off, so or somehow mm. part of it, where you yeah. need sensitivity. Yeah. But I do know that male circumcision also can lead to loss of sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I know with FGM, it comes in all sorts of different forms, and there's... It, they cut to different extents uh so there's all sorts of different outcomes some of them terribly terribly bad others and others less so um with men it's just it seems like the same bog standard uh process where it's just the foreskin is removed yeah and there are different outcomes sometimes pleasure is the pleasure is robbed of the man um but in most cases, because I know it's, I think about three quarters of men in the U.S. are circumcised um, at birth. It's just a routine practice there. No one thinks about it really. Uh, in most cases, I guess the sensitivity isn't so much reduced. I'm I'm kind of talking off the top of my head here. Like I didn't really look into it in depth uh, when it came. Mm-hmm. to my own surgery I just thought well yeah it makes total sense this is what I need um, don't really mind if it robs me of certain sensitivity don't really mind because it will it will get rid of the the pain <laughs> mm-hmm. do you find your penis more physically attractive after the surgery no uh, no I said it looks a bit a bit odd now but uh, I'm okay with that 
So there's, so there's, there's, there's new, I guess there's new exposed scar tissue. Mm -hmm. So there's like a pink ribbon. Ribbon <laughs> uh, Underneath the head. So where <laughs> the incision was made. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And where, and where the, um, okay. Yeah. Where, the, okay. where the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The threads. Mm -hmm. uh, where the threads were. Okay. Uh, no, it doesn't look great, but it's it's functional. <laughs> yeah, that's very important. Well, yeah. I guess we can talk about that as a segue to mm -hmm. uh, that you have mentioned in the past the asexuality. Yeah. So now in this light of this new information which you've just revealed to me, mm. circumcision mm. means that you want to use your penis. So there you go. How and do the... you find sex asexuality? Uh-huh. How do I find it? Define. How do you define How do I define it? Oh, I used to I used to know the definition. There's like an accepted definition out there. Um People can look up the website AVEN, A-V-E-N, which is the Asexuality Visibility and Education Network. I think that's what it is. It's an American website. Um, how do I define it? Absence of sexual attraction. Full stop. Right. So it's not so, it's not such an unfamiliar experience for people, because if you think about it, you're not sexually attracted to most of the people you meet in your daily life. So just extend that experience to cover everyone. And there you are. You, you might as well be asexual. <laughs> okay. So do you yeah. get horny? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. So you can make the, the difference if you want between sexual attraction and sexual arousal. Um, so you can think of it, sexual arousal as the engine in the car and sexual attraction as the wheels on the car, if that metaphor makes sense. The attraction sort of brings you, brings you towards someone, brings you closer towards something. So thanks to the engine, the, the arousal. Hmm? Attraction are the wheels and arousal is the engine. Yeah, it's just the energy. Okay. It's like like the impulse, um, the attraction is something extra which involves another person, essentially. Yeah. So. So you have the. There is a good. There's the a good number of asexual people who experience sexual arousal, who masturbate, who even watch porn. Um, yet it's not really. It doesn't go any further, really. And um, yeah. I think it's natural. There'd be, there would be all sorts of questions as to why that is. Uh, is it that they're in denial or somehow um, missing something about themselves? They need more experience. So, yeah, I guess a lot of asexual people come up against that. And there's more to be said there. It's sort of a, a challenge for many asexuals. Um, but yeah, if you just take it at face value, there is arousal without attraction in many cases. In some cases, there's no arousal. There's there's nothing going on. 
<laughs> okay. So interesting community. But it's a community, so you perceive a community of. Yeah, I had to catch myself there. I mean, it's mainly online. And where are you going to meet other asexuals? <laughs> you know? Well, I'm in a lot of communities <laughs> that you wouldn't expect. Like, I have the daily feed of just a tip. We have the small dick problems. We have the average dick problems. We have the big dick problems. And today I discovered there's also a small boob problems. Okay. Which was then transformed into small boob love. Okay, there's all sorts of communities, you're right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I guess the asexual community, I can imagine, yeah, there. it's just a place yeah. to really express yourself fully and find um, brotherhood, you know, camaraderie. Yeah. Or... yeah, yeah, that's the main thing, just learning about yourself through others, understanding, oh, this is normal. Wish I'd heard about this beforehand. My teenage years would have been less you know, tortured. Um, uh, but yeah, when I said, where would you meet other asexuals? Um, you know, you'd wonder why, why they would, why they would make, meet up really. Why do uh, LGBT communities meet up <laughs> for the most part? <laughs> when it comes down to it, you know, they want to, they want to meet someone. Um, why would asexuals want to? So it's a bit of a meme within the community. Uh, instead of sex, we just have cake. Mm. Not that I've ever been to any of the meetings. I wouldn't know where to find them. And this isn't to say I should, I should add um, that asexuals are aromantic, which is another, another distinction, another, another facet. Right. Um, so there is a romantic attraction but there might be a lack of sexual attraction. Would you say that it's, is this nature or nurture? You know, you, you, you did say, I feel like this is natural. At some point I heard you saying that it's natural and I can understand what you mean by that in that you just naturally don't feel attracted. Yeah. You don't necessarily feel arousal. That's, those are that yeah. however uh you also mentioned like there might be questions like is this something you're perceiving and when we talk about um identifying as yeah. right that is a perception that is a self-given label so in that sense my question comes like is this nature or is this nurture is this okay um it's it's always both, isn't it? Um, how do you, you're bringing in identity. What do you mean? How does that play into well, it? When we ask, like, uh, how do you identify yourself? Or how do you, you know, like right. there, there's gender identification, okay. sexual orientation, and we identify. And nowadays, you know, we have the scale. Yeah. What is the scale that you sent the me? Kin Kinsey scale? Kinsey scale for yeah. how gay you are or yeah. between yeah. hetero it is a hetero sexual homosexual sexual yeah and you're rated on a scale of one to ten and where is asexual on this 
scale. Well, it's off the scale. Right, it's off the scale. <laughs> it's it's above the page. Platform, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It exists, but it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So where does that identity come from? For me, well, I think it's just by virtue of having grown up in this time. If this were like a hundred years, if we were a hundred years in the past or two hundred years, I'd have slipped under the radar, I guess. Maybe I'd be in a false marriage. Um, there'd be less pressure as well. Think about it that way. It's pre-1960s. Um, I'd probably be a priest and be laughing to myself because it's just so easy being celibate. <laughs> you know? I wouldn't be asexual, no. That's just a recent term. Mm -hmm. um, is it nature or nurture? I don't know. There must be some some nature aspects. They think there's crossover with autism as well, Aspergers. Yeah, and I'd say I'm on that spectrum as well. So, yeah, there's lots to be getting on with and researching into. Mm -hmm. um, nurture, what would have made me more prone to being asexual? I'm not sure. Irish background? Irish. <laughs> yeah. Or a uh, moment in your life, maybe a trigger. A trigger in life. When your sexual brain is developing, let's say, mm -hmm. what do you experience in that moment? What was going on for me in those years? You or in a person, it could develop their sexual yeah. um, preferences. Yeah. Well, it depends on the experiences you have, the people you're exposed to. So I would have been more or very shy at the time. So maybe that, that means you miss an opportunity and then that, that door closes. Um, you can't really make up for the last time. And then you start to think, well, am I asexual? Does this explain the, the lack of interest I seem to have? Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, perplexing, but I don't really worry about it too much. I used to. Good. Now I'm just thinking, well, am I even asexual? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that brings us back to the fact yeah. that you prepared your penis for for use. Yeah, I dressed it. Um, yeah, and that, anymore. the reason it was delayed was because the whole surgery was delayed is because of the asexual journey. Yeah, there was just no need. Even though I was aware, hmm, if it ever comes down to having sex, I think this will be painful. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I was always aware, but there wasn't there wasn't the need um, until now. Yeah. Well, looking forward to hearing updates on your sex life. I'll tell you all about it. Oh. We can do another podcast. <laughs> awesome. So, as you know, Jack, uh, we've been asking also a community or multiple communities of people questions about male sexuality, sexuality in general. And for this podcast, I asked the question, what is something that turns you on which isn't really sexual at all? 
Mm. So one of my uh, ex-boyfriends, he used to get extremely turned on when I was being angry at him. So if I would get <laughs> and tell him off and, you know, make it look like I was, you know, I was just teasing the angry. And I remember once on a flight, I was teasing him, pretending to be angry about something. And he got an erection and he was like, you need to stop now. <laughs> so, yeah, you have something like a body part, a way of dressing or some action, which really turns you on that might not be found sexual by other people at all. Um the only thing I can think of, but it is related to to sex. The only thing I can think of is, um, I guess, moments of of love when you feel very close to someone. Like it, it's a very emotionally arousing situation. So it might even be upsetting, but there's still that intensity, that rush you have in someone's company. Um, and maybe there's a lot of empathy flying around. So, and yeah, I've often found that sort of hits me in the loins. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. Is it nice? Yeah. I yeah, let's so. go to some of the community <laughs> answers. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to sort, I'm sorting them by the top, the top rated answers because this post got quite popular actually. This was this question was asked by one of our tipsters, uh, Danny. So thank you, Danny, for this question. And yeah, it, for other potential tipsters, like feel free to send in your questions. Like they really appreciate it. So the top one, what we got was from uh, one of our tipsters or community members. She said, "How good of a father my boyfriend is." I have to fan myself seeing him be everything I envision the term man to be personified as. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And this this yeah comment got a lot of upvotes and then also responses. And somebody asked, uh, what would you say are the qualities that make this man? And like, can you tell us? So we have a checklist. And then there was a long list of things that he does. Being patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaching her, being kind and patient with her while uh, yeah. applying common sense. Yeah. Be a good role model. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so that was one. And then another one was... Uh, well, this sorry, is it's just, it's just yeah. making me think about the relation between sex and maybe something like spirituality or your highest ideals. There's mm -hmm. like this the spiritual moral side to it all. So if she's just in awe of her her partner's I don't know, manliness, mm. his virtues. Yeah. I guess it, it's just so impressive to her. There's it's there's this physical response. Yes, exactly. That's a very good point. And it mm. also makes me consider what do we consider attractive, you know, when we have all these Yeah body image, yeah. expectations, you know. Okay. So anyway, let's move on to the next comment. Ne next top comment was, when my boyfriend does that look over your shoulder reverse parking, I get so turned on. Something about confident drivers really gets me going. Hey, there you go again. Yeah. yeah. The highest ideal. 
Exactly. Yeah, confidence. Confidence. Mm. Um, well, well, isn't the orgasm like a spiritual experience? Sometimes mm. you just leave yourself behind. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I've heard. <laughs> Have you ever had an orgasm? Okay. Have you had an orgasm? Yes, of course. Okay. It's not that hard to to get there, <laughs> especially now. <laughs> Great. So you've been enjoying a lot more self self playtime. Um. No, it doesn't really affect that. It wasn't a problem because you have more control. Okay. Um, but if, if you're having sex, you know, um, there's that much less control over how the skin is retracted. So what can happen is, just to go back to the phimosis thing, um, the foreskin can be pulled back entirely from the head, but then it can sometimes get stuck. Uh, it can't, it can't, it can't return to its normal position. Okay. So you have to, that can be a medical emergency sometimes. So watch out, uh, you know, it can cut the blood flow, it can be very painful. Um, and for some... Message to the tipsters, if you feel yeah. phimosis, go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. What doctor do you need to go to generally? The urologist? Uh, yes. Um, well, just start off with your GP. They see it fairly regularly. Um, and then, yeah, it must be a urologist, a surgeon urologist. Mm -hmm. And it's a single day surgery. So you're in and out in the same day. Um, that was a good experience, actually, going under. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, just blacking out and waking up in a different room. I enjoyed that. So I'd do that again. I wish I had two penises. You recommend? Yeah, it wasn't erotic, but <laughs> still very enjoyable. Very well. Okay, mm. let's continue. Uh, I'm sorry, happens. not too painful in the aftermath. Oh, yeah. If anyone's worried, um, you know, mm -hmm. take it easy, but you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm interrupting you. No worries. Yeah, still enjoying the conversation. So um, the next comment was, when a girl plays with her hair while she's distracted doing something, that's hot for me. And concerning clothing, pyjamas that give flavor of cuteness that I find adorable and a sense of humor definitely is a must. Humor, yeah. Humor is a turn on, definitely. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, just yeah. makes me want to be around them. <laughs> doesn't have to be sexual <laughs> right yeah just good vibes but yeah. being turned on by that yeah I wonder if that's more of a this is stereotypical but is that more of a, a source of attraction for women towards men humor. isn't that like a classical way of understanding humor it's a way of attracting women to you well, as a man, you would know more about that than I do. Well, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so this has to talk about how to get women. Yeah, even though my sense of humor is far more developed than yours, <laughs> I wouldn't know more. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you think about this one, Jack? Mm, so okay. someone said, I've offended you. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not offended. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So this one yeah. looks like uh, playing the pouty temp temper tantrum thing does me every time. Okay. I think it's all the old 40s movies I grew up watching. In my mind, this is always followed by thrown over the shoulder spankings. <laughs> Hmm. Ah, there's a good documentary uh, called Crumb. Yeah. It's about a uh, cartoon artist. And what would you call him? Caricaturist. Car no, not caricaturist. He would just draw cartoons. An artist, a drawer, a painter. Um. So he was popular in the '60s again. And there's there's all sorts of stories like that. It's very very sexualized. It's it's kind of fetish but really worth watching the documentary amazing drawings and loads of spanking domination all that sort of stuff that's what turned them on big strong women there's a bit of a, a mummy complex right so that's a deep subject yeah. now get into bdsm and then the role yeah. of mother and the domination yeah. Yeah, so one thing he liked, really liked, was to piggyback on women. So big, stronger wow. women who could carry him around like a little boy, I suppose. So Robert Crumb, look him up. <laughs> strange, strange enough guy. And really good documentary. It just sounds so playful. I I find it hard to visualize like sexual um, yeah, stimulation. Yeah, this, like I'm struggling. Boy yeah, being carried on it big strong woman's back <laughs> well i'm struggling in general with these examples you're giving the arousal you'd feel maybe mm. i'm just not open enough to you're it myself like the, what about like when someone throws their arm behind you on when they're driving and they start reverse parking like don't you feel that oh is that you just, you oh, just okay hold me you know ah okay like, i thought it, i thought <laughs> i thought it was just the fact he was good at reverse parking. It was the arm around her. Yes, the arm at the back okay. of the head, the look, you know, like I was saying when I read this comment first, I was speaking with my friend and I said like, I also get really like kind of, let's say turned on when when you see that they're looking in the mirror, in the rear view mirror and you, you're like, are they looking at me? You know, do they see my uh -huh. eye? And you see their eyes. And they're never looking at you. They're looking at the road, which makes it even more attractive because yeah. they're confident and they're keeping you safe. Like they're driving you yeah. and they're you and you're in their hands in a way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example. Okay, I like that. Clearly, you find that attractive. Yes. Like, I think I, you wrote I, that comment. That. Also, like the manual clutch, you know, the, the manual gears, sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know what that means. <laughs> it's a symbol for something else. <laughs> well, that may be a symbol for, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All humans, I think, have kind of phallic obsession. Yeah. Well, they talk about riding as well. Right. Yeah. Riding. What's that dance people do? Where they, you know, it's like they're steering the wheel when really they're having sex from behind there's, there's something something to all of this yeah i think it goes back to horses 
and the way little girls are all meant to really like horses. There's something there too. Oh, let's move on to the next point. <laughs> okay. Okay, so actually, um, somebody said forearms. Actually, more than one person, three people commented and they said they like forearms. And some and, and they also said I it's a weird thing. So she says, I don't know, but I love forearms when my boyfriend pushes mm. up his sleeves and re reveals his forearm muscles, hair and tattoos. I notice other men's forearms as well. It's a weird thing. And well, I responded, I said, check out there's another community. It's called forearm porn. Huh. There's 35,000 members in forearm porn already. So I get I actually get that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Forearms. Mm. Especially well, on men in particular, just uh, you'd see lines and lines of, of muscle, I suppose. Um yeah, they are quite defined, so Yeah. Really speaking. Yeah. They can really take up the space. If they kind of cross their arms or something. Yeah, I get that. And forearm porn is a male dominated um community. So mm. where it yeah. sounds sounds worse than fisting. It's just selfies of men <laughs> on their forearms and like my forearms okay. are growing today. Okay. My big forearms. Look at the veins on my forearms. And ah. I think it's absolutely fascinating. Fascinating. Well you have you have fairly big forearms yourself. Yeah, I do. I have big you're, forearms and you're big... muscled. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget the biceps. Genetically fit. Exactly. Don't forget the biceps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those guns. Okay, so let's see if there's something very unusual here. Oh, there was one, the smell of petrol. Well, I like the smell of petrol, yeah. But this it's not it's not arousing, sadly. Somebody wrote skeletons. No joke. Okay. All right, yeah, there's a bit of a human form there. Excitement, the thrill of it, danger. The thrill and danger of being aroused by a skeleton? Yeah, because if you think of um, horror movies or something like that, mm. there's something creepy, exciting. So fear and arousal. Yeah, like I'm sure, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can confuse the two, I'd say. Yeah, thunderstorms and windstorms. Yeah, again, yeah. excitement. Rush, feeling powerful, confident, and really, really horny. When do they feel that? Sorry. During a thunderstorm. During a thunderstorm. Yeah. That makes total sense, actually. There's a change in the air. Yeah. You do feel energized. So, uh, some, some lucky people get some sexual energy from it. Hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> you want to hear a, a bit of a silly one? Somebody wrote, when guys pee in front of me. Is that a bit of the uh, reverse parking again? Just really skillfully getting it into the bowl. But the one I liked, they replied to the person who said, when guys pee in front of me, and they said, I like to help. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. You... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> There's a, here's a tip. We don't really need that much help. <laughs> we pee more than we have sex. 
Okay, so Fair enough. that's a nice community. Yeah. <laughs> Any more? Well, the most unique answer, according to my perception, was the one who said the smell of mustiness, like a damp part of a basement. That's where I hid my playboys as a kid. So, so okay, he understands where it comes from. Yeah. yeah, so that was the, the smell associated with sexual arousal in childhood. Yeah. Very interesting. A very yeah. interesting one. I can't really think of any examples in my own case. Lack of experience, it must be. Lack of openness. Anyway, that will all change by our next podcast. What do you mean? Uh, our next podcast, when you lose yeah. your virginity. No, that's been lost. <laughs> Once I lose it again and again and again. <laughs> I'll come back to you in a decade. Thank you. I hope that Just a Tip will continue for a decade. And... Yeah, this has legs. That's a very open community you have. Yeah, right? Yeah. I saw it was 18 plus, though. It when is. I, when I logged on, yeah. Which makes... I guess sense, but yeah. Well, I think that people, uh, yeah, under the age of 18, it's a good time to learn, but it's not a good time to participate. Um, mm. So, mm. Mm. You sound very authoritative saying that. <laughs> well, yes, I have to, because you have to draw some lines when you I'm... enter into the realm of sex. and surely, getting... surely you don't mean abstinence. Consent. Consent, sure. Consent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And consent is everything. So that's the... Let's say my standard of legal age is 18 plus to be... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think about? I, I don't really think that we can start debating the age of consent. It varies, doesn't it? Country to country. Yeah. What is it? 14 in some places. I'm not sure if there's anywhere that remains where it's 14. Um, really? But I'm mm. not exactly sure of different mm. around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, an area I know very little about. But don't really don't really have an opinion. Yeah, it really <laughs> means explicit content, you know, so as you... Yeah, we can talk about things and say rude words. Sure. It's not very educational. It is educate. It's not focused on education, more on entertainment and yeah. uh, adult adult education, re-education, mm -hmm. exploration, discoveries. A bit of titillation. Titillation. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good word, isn't it? Titillation <laughs> for the non-native English speakers. What does titillation mean? Um... The arousal of interest or excitement through sexually suggestive images or words. If something's titillating, it's like uh, it's it's only like that to to make you aroused. It's kind of cheap. It's kind of low. Oh wow! It's a bit judgmental. Okay. I was I was judging uh, the uh, the just the tip community there. 
Are you judging, Justice? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I have I have the uh, the background I do. The asexual perspective I have, maybe. <laughs> right. A is not the same as anti-sexual. That's true. That's true. There is a faction, though. What are they? They're called sex repulsed, which isn't a great way of describing it. But yeah, there are some people who are sex repulsed amongst the asexuals. Yeah. <laughs> Hard for you to stomach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was speaking with a friend of mine about this podcast and I said, do you have any questions for, for this asexual person? Mm. Like, what do you want to know? And she said, uh, she said, what are you asking me, a nymphomaniac? Like, how should I know what an asexual feels like? <laughs> what should I know how to ask? Mm. And I said, well, yeah, exactly. Like, what do you want to know? What do you is there that you don't know so yeah she's yeah. another one of the tipsters yeah. um you don't so, have to be interested that's fine too absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. well let's talk about i i'm very interested to hear your thoughts about uh, the concept of alpha male and beta male mm-hmm. so what makes an alpha male um i guess it's uh the judgment of others you're kind of informally voted alpha um so yeah dominance power you're the most important authoritative male in the room you're the de facto leader uh it's quite nice to be around i suppose sometimes there's a bit of that feeling held, feeling safe, someone else is in charge, that's good for me. Um, So, I suppose a good alpha male is responsible and does care and uses his power wisely, but you know, you can easily be abusive and yet still be alpha. You can be the best of a bad lot um so yeah there's good and bad sides to it this competition so again if that interests you if you care to be alpha and if you're you feel a bit resentful about being beta well then that's your stuff uh why do you ask well i would i would like to yeah understand that so there's this element of competition and somebody steps up to be the alpha male. So it's it's alpha, beta, and there's a third. Is there mm-hmm. a third? What is the third one? I've never heard of the third one. Alpha, beta, whatever the Greek alphabet is. Charlie. <laughs> I'm not sure. Society benefits from beta men. Better men. Submissive man, the how does yeah, I I guess it means submissive. Well, beta males, uh, they're followers, maybe they're more obedient. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess they're the unsung heroes, okay? How so? Well, they they um, they do they do the job that's asked of them, 
and they don't cook up a fuss. They're not always fighting for their status. Um, it's kind of a, a simpler, more economical life. Yeah. Okay, so we do need, as much as we need the alpha male to give us a sense of security and safety yeah. guidance, we also need the better men to support that structure. Yeah. Move, like make the wheels roll forward. Yeah. Well, think of, I don't know, like boardrooms or law schools where there's just alphas everywhere. Pretty hostile environment, you'd think. Um, bit of carnage. So yeah, you need that. You need leaders and followers, I suppose. Unless you're a communist and, you know, it's just a lovely equal utopia. Does that make sense? Utopia where everyone's equal. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's no competition. We're all we're all John Lennon. I guess competition is healthy in that it makes us, you know, strive to develop. Mm -hmm. In that sense. Yeah, I've always shied away from it. I've never liked it. It could be shyness or it could be just my inner beta. Uh, but then you do find yourself competing and caring about what the other person has in their bowl and you want it or you want to take it away. You want them to recognize your superiority. There is that, yeah, there is that side to me anyway. Um, which I don't particularly like, but maybe it's because I'm afraid of it. I don't know. It, it, maybe it um, that feeds into the asexuality thing. Because to me, I don't know, telling someone I'm attracted to them or admitting to it and then pursuing them and I guess um, ultimately kind of imposing myself on that person. Um, there's kind of an alpha side to it. You have to, mm, this sounds troubling, but take what you want or just, I don't know, feel you're entitled to something. Otherwise you would never ask. So maybe that, 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 that's tied into it for me as well, my squeamishness. Sex and aggression. Well, interesting point that you make about that a man should feel entitled to... Yeah, yeah, I know, it sounds wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> it goes both ways. There's alpha women. There are. Uh, it just reminds me of one of these posts that I saw coming through in the Just a Tip feed. Mm. And... This was about um, why is there this, still this imbalance between men and women and um, mm. objectification of men or women um, and that objectification of men is not really seen so much. It's not as recognized as female objectification yeah. because or also like m men being raped is not as frequently uh, 
spoken of believed in or yeah spoken of because men are supposed to always be up for sex because men are okay to be objectified especially talking about the the dicks right so mm. with the recent uh protests like one of the biggest things that came up in the small dick problems or even in like the penis community was uh, the banners, the viral images of, of people with banners, which said, racism is small dick energy, hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and insulting racist people by saying okay. that they have a small dick and the people who have small dicks were saying, why are you firing on us? Yeah. Here, like, why are we being put in a box with racists? And okay. so that kind of objectification of men and so bringing it back to yeah about you have to feel entitled to take that yeah article was talking about that men have been portrayed as a kind of predator mm. and then the victim and that's been in our society for a while and and he he says or she says that um that some men are also explicitly told like you have to respect women don't raise your hand to a woman show Mm. you know they're explicitly like corrected if they they show bad behavior so it's not like everywhere in society it is said that men should be predators or men should take Mm. but Mm -hmm. but it also talks about that you know some women do want uh, an aggressive man that's going to or like the the male that yeah takes what he's entitled to yeah and you know as long as we keep perpetuating also like yeah small dick equals this big dick equals that and we're kind of like feeding that that's that cycle yeah yeah the predator and the victim and so to move away from that we have to understand that the men are also victims in this case of body shaming Mm mm-hmm but also try to see how can we move away from the predator man being something that women themselves seek for, right? Men are told sometimes you have those books, like the game. Yeah. You said, like, how do men get girls? Is it, do you have to be funny? Do you have to make jokes or insulting girls? Like I've had guys calling me haggard. Uh, yeah, you look better from the front. Or I mm-hmm. don't know these comments that are so nobody asked you for your opinion and all of a sudden uh i'm getting like mm-hmm. my physical appearance and apparently it's because he wanted to sleep with me hmm. it makes it even worse you know so yeah just that just like threw me into this these realizations mm-hmm. that i've been having through the just tip and and okay. what- what do you think like how can we move away from this like predator male victim female like social construct it's it's quite deeply ingrained yeah (laughs) our society we just we just need more time i think right uh i wouldn't have a solution um you ask a lot oh my god I'm well, not sure. I'm not sure. Know the answer, they can also send in a comment. Yeah, please comment. Offer us a blueprint. <laughs> Offer us a way out. Political change, cultural change. Um, like, just I can only 
think in my own case, the reason I brought up the, the man as the man as predator, the man as entitled, has to take, has to compete with a woman. The reason I put it in those terms was because that's why I, I suppose grew up in as a teenager at school. There was a, a real laddish culture. So those were my adolescent years. That's when you would learn about sexuality. And that was the the discourse. Um, there was an alpha male, beta male discourse, um, which is maybe what's fed into the asexuality. It's what, what's put me off seeking out or just approaching people because it feels like, well, I'm by uh, approaching this person, I'm competing with all these other guys or or they're judging my decision. It, it has to pass a certain standard. And I don't want any part of that. So, oh, conveniently, I'm asexual. Um, so maybe, and yeah, maybe a victim in that sense, kind of slowed down my development. I'm not sure. That won't be the whole story. Uh, all of which is to say, yeah, it's it's clearly a problem for both men and women. That's my strange little problem with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, how to change it? Just keep doing what we're doing. There's many, many more social movements, I suppose. And you've noticed the shaming of men's bodies in particular. You've picked up on that recently uh, as part of the problem. Yeah, multifaceted problem. Absolutely. And that's why yeah. it's all about this positivity here. You know, I would, I want to dream of a world where it doesn't matter if your penis is big or small. Mm -hmm. Everyone can enjoy equally like sexual arousal, what we talk about, sexual activity intimacy mm. connection and even maybe just in that small thing like when your person yeah. next to you throws their arm on the back of the chair mm. and uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you've got in your pants really mm. yeah the pessimist in me though thinks will we ever get away from that predator victim alpha beta mentality or since the stakes are so high, since this is sex and reproduction and evolution, looking at it from that perspective, can we ever get away from it? Are we so... Very real. Can we be saintly or are we always just going to be human? I don't know, Jack. Honestly, I have to say that, that I'm very well aware of the fact that our beauty standards are in flux you know beauty mm -hmm. standards change over time and yeah. we've seen that through through yeah like the 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 trends yeah you, now you need to be skinny now you need to be anorexic now you need to be curvy now you you know not necessarily need to be but these are now considered yeah. like that's hot that's attractive big booty like that's from my perspective as a woman of course mm -hmm. mm, and not saying that I'm following all these trends, but I'm seeing them. So I think I know it's possible, but it takes a lot of awareness and more people talking about these things. Yeah. 
as as we just spoke, you you told me the benefits of having better men in society. Sure. Fully important as alpha men. So, uh-huh. uh, I was saying to yeah my friend today that she was swiping on Bumble, you know those dating apps, and she was just no 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 no. And I said like yeah. I just want to take a, a pool. I want to take all those men because women complain like oh i need a man there's not enough men out there and statistically there are even less men than women like in most populations men, women are oh, yeah more yeah yeah so i said i just want to take those men and just put them through some kind of program and like make them reproducing material or you know partner material okay i i think there must be a way maybe i'm just like foolishly optimistic or deluded because I know that society exists with darkness and light. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, we like if women want more partners, we have to start, you know, using what what's there and not dreaming yes. of a man that doesn't exist. Yeah, dreaming. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> We're just denying reality. We'd rather it was one way kind of lip glossed, Botoxed or ripped. Um, Mm. mm, God, this is too big to change (laughs) from where I'm sitting to change attitudes. I'm not Gandhi. Neither are you. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe one day change will come in the small drops of the lake of water into a lake. Yes, yes. Rounding That's very Gandhi like. That's very good. Thank you. Rounding up, Jack, yeah. uh, I want to ask all interviewees the same question and the closing words. So, what message would you like to send men about penises? About penises? Um, don't beat it up. <laughs> Look after it. You only ever have one. All right. All right, that's a nice message. And yeah. what message would you like to send women about penises? Um, um, we know they don't look nice, but it's all we have, so be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I think in large part, yeah, you are nice. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. But yeah, maybe sometimes low, lower your expectations, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I had a medical intervention, you know. I can't help the way it looks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're passing on the message to all tipster ladies. Thank you. Yeah? Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. So to everyone who's listening, please subscribe. Just a tip is on Reddit, SoundCloud iTunes, Spotify, so you can find us, subscribe to us, and keep up to date with all the new podcasts. They'll all be available online. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can find us on Reddit under the username just-a-tip, just a tip. And you'll find the links also in uh, online. So become a tipster. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks again, Jack. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.